What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another Those Guys You Hate mini sesh. Tyler, what is going on with you this week, brother? Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I got stuck up in the air there. and I didn't Come here often? What's going on, buddy? I, all over the place. <laughs> I started talking and I didn't know what to do. I went to a random body secretion joke. This and is, this is those guys. You hate. I mean, this is like session 111 where you got cut up. You're like, I jumped off the cliff. I didn't know how deep the well was. I didn't know where to land. And I just, you know, I just throw out a random sophomoric joke. Tyler, this week we're going to be telling a story. I don't know if we've done this before where you're telling me a story that I was there for, but because of the time in my life, with all the swirling traumas that make us a little human being, I remember very little of this because you and I were very separated at that time. I will no longer allude to it, and I will throw it to you so you can tell people what we're talking about. Well, I was 12 years old Was it 12? 12 years old when this happened. A little baby Tyler Menendez. Transpired. Oh, no, I was a man at that time. I knew the world. I got it, baby. Nope. No, 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 not at all. We're as still working on that. As time. a matter of fact, I still, I am still a little loose on the whole reality thing. Well, the fact that you're aware is a good start. Now, this is a story where all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. It did, and and I, it's going to be kind of heavy theme. But did you I, just write those lyrics yourself? That I was did. Beautiful. I man. did. It was me and my buddy Jazzy Jeff, <laughs> I, and I think. It's going somewhere, Tyler. Uh, otherwise, this high top fade was a bad decision. We should really make a show based around this song. <laughs> I love this. Uh, so so it's going to be kind of heavy topic matter, but hopefully we can make it fun. And I actually want to use it as some form of a discovery. So let's go ahead and get into. Oh, it was a discovery. All right. Sorry, I don't want to hear too <laughs> that much about it. Let's get into the story that you're going to be telling today and we'll see how this goes. Well, this is the story of how I came out. The first time. As a gay. Because I had to I had to do it twice. <laughs> it was a soft open. It was. It was a friend, that, it was a friends and family. That lasted 20 years and didn't go anywhere. <laughs> we're still not sure if we're open in this place. So we're still in the beta version. Let's see, let's set the scene for the time. And you're gonna have to help me because you are the memory of you're the You're gonna group. have to help me. Okay. This at this time, our parents as Talked about on a, a recent mini sesh mm-hmm. and had, had gotten divorced, right? They, that that was already done. Three years since they had gotten divorced at this time. So mom and dad got divorced when you were nine mm-hmm. years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what what was going on in your mind? Like set the scene here. Get me to the beginning of the story. Well, you will. I will have to put a disclaimer on this uh, story because so much uh, trauma is associated with it that uh, for me personally- I love reveling in trauma. That Oh yeah. That my brain, it's all I got, Ryan. Mm-hmm. That my brain- uh, it kind of gave me some uh, some blackouts where there's a lot of pieces missing. And this is what I'm describing to you where I said, Tyler, I want you to tell me this story mm-hmm. because it's part of our history. We talk about you being a gay lord all the time. <laughs> Am I saying that? We, we allude to it. Am I saying that? Spe- I, I want to make sure I don't want it, it. It's, it's you got it right. It's either gay lord or faggity, faggity, fag, fag. <laughs> okay. It's either or, but the last one's a little wordy, so you should go with I the just, former. I just picture Chris Pratt going, it's, it's gay lord, man. <laughs> Um, so I remember all this, but like you said, I remember snapshots of this time because I wonder if this is because our life was so, it it was in such upheaval at the time, or is this normal for people? Do do people remember parts of their childhood and messed up time? Because I feel like everybody 
goes through some stuff in middle school in high school that bleeps them up. It's like part of life, isn't it? Absolutely. There are, I mean, it's a defense mechanism by your brain where you're at an age, especially the younger you are, the easier it is to forget. You're at such a young age, your brain isn't equipped to handle. Your brain's like, nope. Yeah, all we can do is shut down. And so you forget a lot of it. And just in an attempt to save you brain damage? I don't know how that works. Okay, so let's stop talking about the story and let's tell the story. So so we're in a crazy time. Our father has left. Are you living with dad at this time or are no, you still I was with mom? Still okay. living with mom. So, But things are crazy. Everybody is kind of going through their own bleed. Doing their own thing. Everybody is doing their own thing, including 12-year-old Tyler. Yes, which is yes. A, Which is how I think, you know, this uh, this blender got blended. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. It was a... Um, it was a chaotic time i guess we could say that it wasn't there wasn't a lot of um parenting at the time simply because everybody was in their shit yes and i also believe it's worth pointing out that this was the 90s so i think that kids getting left at home alone is a lot more common when i was growing up i was born in 82 when i was growing up I was home alone till like 6 p.m. Absolutely. Which I would never do with my son because mm-hmm. I was lighting shit on fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How'd I that was. go? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. The torturing of animals slowly took over, but that's not true. But, yeah. but so, okay, so uh, kind of set the scene. We set the scene. What was the first step in you coming out? Like, what, what was going through your mind at the time? Well, I had been struggling with it for a little while, and I, was f- I wasn't... Uh, uh, Stuck. I wasn't all backed up with the press the motion at the time. I was 12. I was sure. still okay. You were beaming. Yeah. I was all right. I would say beaming. It was chaotic time. Well, you, but you, you had feelings a- and you weren't afraid to express them. Absolutely. Right. And so I was never much of a churchgoer, but I remember going to mom's church and they had a very active youth group Uh-oh. at the time. Was Garrett there? <laughs> no. Uh-oh. I don't even know what this man looks like. You slut! <laughs> okay, so you went to youth group. I thought you were a one-boy man. Uh, I, honestly, I'm like, I'm melting down right now, but I'm trying to be professional. So I go to this church, and I wasn't even part of the youth group. I just um, interacted with them a couple of times. And this one person that was there, one of the leaders, could tell that I was struggling. And he, like, was asking me. He's like, hey, are you okay? Like, is there... And I told him that I was struggling with those thoughts. And he was really supportive, wow. really, really supportive, re- really nice about it. And he's like, look, man, l- if you want. And now that I'm telling the story, I'm wondering if this is a little creepy. He's like, hey, let me get your number and I will call to check on you to make sure you're OK. No, I, I would say just based off of that information alone, that's not creepy. Yeah. That's that's, that's no, and, still, he was, and he was super nice. About that's still it. Re- good kisser. Very much so. Ah, yes, very soft. I like a man with a slow hand. But now I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> and there was a. um. And there was a moment of confusion for him because now I have told him now, I think it was either the next day or the day after I built up the confidence. I'm going to tell my parents. Okay. So and, I, and this is, I think this is a good spot to interject. Please. This is not just, I know this show is so ego based, which is, you know, kind of part of the, the journey of coming out of that. How I think we could transition this into something that people could understand more is how many kids, it's very well documented, Mm -hmm. how many kids suffer through this, how many people worry, and I think it's getting better. I could be wrong that that we're evolving to be more understanding as people are are, are more confident about coming out because the world is changing, especially down here in Miami. But so many kids suffer through what you're describing. We had a pretty liberal Family, and I'm using that as as a positive term. They they were open-minded for their time. But the idea of how many suicides are based off of, 
you know, your sexual preference, transgender issues, all of those yeah. things. That's very well documented. Yeah, and to, and to acknowledge the progress that we have made, like coming out in the 70s was like, you didn't do that for the most part. Free love, homo. Forget, forget. <laughs> I like what you said. I don't like the way you said it. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have put an exclamation point on the end. That was on my, that's, that's on me. The second O in homo yeah. had some real <laughs> affectation on it. Sorry about that. Uh, and that was the whole thing is, and forget about telling people you were having transsexual thoughts no. in the seventies. They'd, no. they'd crucify you. Well, we're still, we're still struggling with that one. Absolutely. And that was where I was going to come to now, whereas we have come a long way. However, a very good friend of mine, he came out to his family and they kicked him out of the house. Yeah, I think that that is a pretty common occurrence, quote unquote, where you hear those horror stories all the time. And the idea that a parent's love can't transcend uh, whatever you want to call Understanding. it. Understanding. Hey, I don't understand this about you, sure. but you're my kid. I love sure. you. You would like to think that even if your your child was a murderer, you don't condone what they did, but you still love your a kid. Absolutely. So, okay. So we've now brought this to a social situation. Please continue with your mm -hmm. story. So I had gone and finally told who'd my, you start with? My mother, because right, that's who I was living with. That's, Mama Menendez. That's gets, a soft landing. Point. Gets told first, and then her reaction, from what I remember, was, "Tell your father." <laughs> it was. It was. I don't know how to handle this because yeah. she comes from a Christian home. Sure. She comes from a very strong Christian home. Yes, where, in in an old school Christian home. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very <clears throat> strong, stern beliefs. Her her father owned a pig farm. So that tells you everything that you need to know about their thoughts. You know what I'm saying? You, Love you, Papa. Used to feed the defilers to the pigs, if you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. And, and you know, I remember, especially with our father being Cuban, a couple of, you know, childhood, I would wander into the backyard and he would hit me with a couple, <laughs> we don't like your cat around here. <laughs> That's true. Which was very tough to, to understand at the time, but. It was, I was getting mixed signals from my parents. I'm just kidding about that. He would tuck me in with a Confederate flag, though, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Always got to take it to that next level. I <laughs> am bringing some levity to the proceedings. We need it. We yes, need it. We do. So I told her she get. I get on the phone with my dad, and I'm. I remember at she the time, passed the buck so she could take some time. Of she, course, she wasn't negative about it, but she wasn't positive about it. She needs to digest. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing, and, and you're absolutely right. Here's the thing. She was not actively saying, oh, disgusting, get out of my house or anything like that. She was, go tell your father, as you said, she needed time to process. Sure. However, ladies and gentlemen, to those of you who have kids and to those of you who may have kids in the future, your kids may not be able to verbalize what it is that they are seeing and noticing, but let me promise you, they can tell when you're upset and what they have said has upset you. But what do you do in that scenario as a parent, as a partner, as a brother, when you have those initial feelings that are not your choice, that isn't, I'm going to make a decision to really hurt my kids' feelings here. The opposite. I, hey, be honest with them. Hey, what you just told me is overwhelming. I'm, I need a moment to process and please forgive me. You know, however you want to You're asking it. for a an extreme sense of awareness that most of the people in my life, and by, I'm saying most because it's a very small percentage, don't possess. That I takes- Years of training. You're absolutely right. And I am simply providing or the example of what a perfect scenario would be. I'm yeah, not saying you either act this way or you got it wrong. No, I, I actually, of course not. As I'm processing the information, I, I think you're actually right here. A human race. Get it together, you bitch. <laughs> That's actually well said. How about that? Well, I think we just solved all the world's problems. New shirt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, world. Get it together, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I feel better. Okay. So I remember calling my father. Who is? Who is? Cuban. Cubano. Who grew up in that machismo. Cuban uh, who grew up in Cuba. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And, and I would say, even with that being said, because you can imagine a father that is, you know, calling you, you know, Nancy and whatever the deal is, he was never... Uh, hateful. Never. He was never, I, I just think he had, he was brought up that way, but I think in some sort of way, and he's, he's shown it as he's gotten even older. Absolutely. He had good morals, but he was brought up in a different way. So they kind of, those two things clash. Well, what you're talking about is blind spots where, where, where in their culture and still to this day, uh, we've xeno- got them. Xenophobia, racism, sexism. It's, it is still prominent, but I mean, I guess you could really say that about anybody's people, you know, it doesn't. Really and matter. you and I are woke AF mm-hmm. as the kids say, but I'm sure there are blind spots in you. Not Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Uh, that gypsies. That's, I hate you. No, no. I hate you. Oh, man. You stole my luggage <laughs> that one time. Fine. If we're doing this, <laughs> F-U-A. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry, Inuits. Whoa, Inuits. That's better. that's better. So I tell him, and I'm flying high where I was like, hey, I just told mom, and it's that levity of getting something off of your chest, especially something that heavy. Foreshadowing. It didn't last. Okay, so no. you tell dad, and dad says- like, Much like Icarus, I flew too close to the sun. S-O-N. I should not have- t- You flew too close to someone else's sun, Tyler. Now this is turning I, into I, a that's different That's on me, story. that's on me. Okay, so- So you- I told him, and I, I still remember the reaction. Which Fuck was- Fuck you, Tyler! <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Not in my house that I don't live in <laughs> we don't anymore. Live Not in your mom's house either. Okay, go on. And that's the thing. I remember telling him, and all there was was this like couple second delay, and all there was was what? Just like a shocked uh, breath that hurt my stealing. What? That hurt my heart chakra. And that's the thing, as we were just talking about, now he was caught in a battle for life and yeah. death between the ultimate uh, uh, sacrificial love for his son. And your biases that you have known your entire life and yeah. are ingrained in you. And and you're, 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 man, I'm speaking from my own perspective here. My son hasn't come out to me yet, but you're also in your mind thinking, what does this mean for me? Or at least I'm assuming. Again, I've never been in that scenario. I'm sure it's like, well, how did, what, what did I do? You know, like, what did I do? What does this mean for me? Are mm-hmm. my friends going to make fun of me? And my, my, my Cuban friends? I you would know? think that's a natural reaction sure. to go to. Is like, man, what are people going to think? Yeah, I think so you too, which, yeah. is, which is unfortunate. And you hope to rise above that, but I think it's human, you know? Well, you have to acknowledge it as it happens. It's not stopping it from happening. It's just acknowledging it and trying to do better in the future. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after the... What? Which yeah. is endearing and makes everybody feel better. Well, you made yours a little redneck. What? <laughs> what, Tarnation? I think I did a little John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dad. You're taking better. so well. As I told him, and then there was just there was just silence. Just silence because uh, the same thing. He can't go, go talk to your mother. She just did that yeah. to you. Uh, you're, you son you're of stuck. a bitch. <laughs> well, and, and you know what the thing is? I can speak here as a parent. You want to give your parents not just your the kids. best- Thank you. You want to give your kids not just the best advice, you know, or at least I know, they can sense that energy. Forget your kids, anybody. But when somebody hits me with something that I'm extremely disappointed about, I wear it on my sleeve. You see it in my face and I want to be better about it, but I'm also processing this information through all of the prisms that I've adapted over my 39 years. And and that is perfectly fine. And I think that is the lesson, the ultimate lesson that can be taken away from all of this. Don't have gay kids. Have a second lesson that can be taken away from this. One B. Is having the reactions 
is not a problem. Having those emotions is not a problem. We are human. We're going to feel heavy reactions when they, heavy emotions when they come up. It is how we respond to those okay. emotions. I think that's great advice. And if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling overwhelmed, remember to say that. But hey, I, I'm feeling overwhelmed but right I'm, now. But again, I'm just going to bring you back to what you're describing is a few steps away from freaking floating around, uh, you know, in the lotus position. Get to it! Snap, snap, chop, chop! Which brings me back to my original <laughs> point, human race. No, and what you're describing is, I, and this is where I think that you and I can be useful, where I think that even through all of our, you know, duty jokes and all the different things that we do, you and I have had moments where I'm looking at you and I'm like, Tyler, I'm really angry right now. Sure. And and you say, hey, what you said to me three minutes ago really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And that kind of communication, what you're saying, I think is great advice. I think that my communication with my kid is based on a foundation of, even if I feel this thing that I'm embarrassed of, that I'm ashamed of, that I wish I wasn't, I'm going to talk about it with you. You and I are the same. And where do we get that from? Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, do you remember him? Kind of. <laughs> remember him? What well, kind of visits were you having? Uh, man, I don't remember that. That guy was the crack rock of meditation, man. <laughs> he took it to a different level, but I digress. <laughs> Honestly, he like weaponized meditation and I'm here for it. Good for him. Yeah. Wait, who did we get that from? I'm going to tell you. These okay. are the lessons that we learn when we're young, where how many times when we were kids where we would be angry or whatever, and that shit is shut down. Hey, hey, don't, you better not talk back to me. Hey, mm. you better not get angry with me. You are literally telling your kid those emotions that you're feeling, shove that yeah. shit down. Yeah. Do not express yourself. Okay, so that's good advice. Where's the bad advice? <laughs> What's the, how could that ever come back to bite us? Tyler? And that's the lesson that I hope to take into parenthood eventually is when a tantrum is being thrown, okay. when heavy emotions, big emotions are coming up, let that shit go. Don't let it go forever because then they're just going to- don't let it go disrespectfully. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Hey, it's, hey, you choose how you behave. If you want to express those emotions, go about it, do your thing. Don't be disrespectful about it. Tyler, I think what you're saying is genuine. It almost gave me a little goosebumps. I think it's really excellent advice. It's I the think. same thing I tell to you all the time, bro. You feel angry, feel that shit. And Express I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you're not my dad. You're just taller than him. Uh, <laughs> and you kind of look like him. Yeah, a little bit. It's giving me a lot of emotions. I would love for you guys to meet. I think you just really hit it off. Please tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my and I think what you're giving is is really great advice. Okay, so all of that happened. So let's digress. So that went poorly, we would mm -hmm. say. And that mm -hmm. is probably where this whole thing got tangled up. Your energy got pushed down into a little ball, which most psychiatrists recommend against. Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten doctors try and do not recommend. Now, did you tell... Michael and me, or did we hear from the parents? I told you guys after the two of you had come home and noticed the energy in the house was very off. And there was that dude walking around with an open kimono, and I'm like, this just feels weird. You leave Steve out of this. Yeah, hey, Steve. So all of this has transpired, and I, the next day, get a phone call from the pastor. Now, and I think I skipped over the fact that now you guys have been told. I told you after you guys came home. And how did we react? You guys walked out front and kind of like huddled together as if you were the closest football huddle in history. And we're just talking amongst yourselves. It's a lot to take in. Of course it is. And, and we I, were probably like, did we do this? We've been <laughs> calling him gay for 12 years. You did this to me. And again, back in the 90s, calling somebody gay was standard. Like, you know, we called each other gay too, but not like you. Yeah. We teamed up on you. 
You tag teamed up that's on how, me. That's how you make someone gay. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and so now you've told, I I followed you guys outside. It was very awkward standing in silence. But I think even there, though, we never shunned you. We just had to take in the information. We never said, oh, Tyler's gay. We don't want him around anymore. You don't have to keep defending the family. I'm uh, just Tyler's telling you. fine. Have you kissed a girl? It's great. <laughs> I just keep telling everybody what the reaction is. All right. So the guy calls you and? And the pastor calls me and goes, hey, are you okay? You know, how's everything going? Is he a pastor or just a youth group member? I don't remember. Okay. This was a long time ago. Go on. I don't know. And he calls me and I had already gone into lockdown mode. I already gone into shut it down mode. So he, so he calls me and I remember just being like, no, nope, it was an accident. Everything's fine. And he's like, okay. Pray the gay away. Yeah. Nah, he was worried. But yeah. what can he say? What are you supposed yeah. to tell somebody? You know? Well, you say, hey, I'm still here for you if this persists. For sure. Hopefully, the devil hasn't gotten his hand too 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 strongly around yep, the person. Yep. And I had an exorcism, and it's all good. So, what was the ultimate? What was the ultimate outcome of all of this? I mean, what you're looking at right now, Ryan, sure. chaos and destruction, which caused you to repress it. Now, are we a hundred percent sure that you're gay? Well, here's the problem: is now I have run. Now I can tell you that I like men. I really do, but I have told myself that I like women for so long, basically my entire life, that. As far as I'm concerned, I also like women. Okay. So now I just arrive at this place where I like everybody, but I'm also that voice in my head questioning, do you like anybody? Well, and so is that the ending to the story? Where do you where do you feel most comfortable letting this story lie? Well, the lesson that I learned more than anything else, the people out there that may be struggling with their identity the way that I was. The advice that was given to me that made me help that helped me so much is it doesn't matter what you are. Because I was trying- As long as you're straight. I was trying to put a name to what I was. Am I gay? Am I straight? Am I bi? What am I? And the answer is, it doesn't matter. The title doesn't matter. Take everybody that you meet one at a time. Sure. And when you meet somebody that you connect with, then you connect with them. Sure. Who gives a shit what gender they are, what religion they are, what they look like? I could say you could apply that even further out beyond- uh, your romantic conquest. I believe I read somewhere. I read somewhere this idea of you don't have to define yourself where we get lost is trying to prove to ourselves and to others who we are. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to use cliche Do uh, it. woke ass language Do it. of just being, you know, oh, he did it. I did oh. it. I, you, you asked for it and it happened. Oh. But man, I've spent so much of my life trying to prove to other people, but really to myself who I am and where I find myself most, most free is just being, you know, and, and, and I think that's what you're describing. Well, we're putting ourselves into these titles, into these boxes. And instead of just being who we are, we now have to calculate our behaviors sure. to make sure we are. Uh, set this specific standard. You stick to the theme. And it's ridiculous. As you said last episode, where it's, we come off as fake because in those little microseconds where instead of just being who we are, we're calculating what to do and how people are going to think of us and receive our behavior. That is where we come off as fake. I, I agree with you 100%. Well, that's what you said. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> no, no. And But what you're saying is I found that that's where I have been most empty is where I am trying to do all the things that this character that I want to be is supposed to do. And I think really just to wrap this whole mini session up in one sentence, if you you tell me if I'm wrong, gay men have stopped putting themselves in boxes. Do I have that correct? 
That's slang for a vagina. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, I it that, was a joke. I can see it sweep across your face. You know what? We're coming to a uh, a gay doesn't necessarily mean only dudes age. We're good, Ryan. You can be gay, but also love women. It's fine. Really? It's fine. Well, then I'm gay as hell. <laughs> we already knew that, I'm gay. Uh, what? What? In the new term, right? Well, Tyler, great job. I think you handled a delicate subject that I think a lot of people are going through uh, very well. And mm-hmm. I think you told it uh, in, a, in, a, in a great way. Seriously. You know I really how do. I want to leave this, Ryan? Know that if your family rejects you, if your friends reject you, as long as you're straight, we accept you guys. No, we do. We, we, we love you no matter what. And if you don't have anybody to support you, we support you, baby. Oh, I, I know that generally speaking, we are just voices on the radio, but hopefully we do represent the, the idea of understanding is out there in the world. And it feels like it's infecting the world more and more. And hopefully we can all be on the right side of that. Mm-hmm. And as we begin, if you're straight, as, <laughs> if we begin to, uh, as we begin to embrace these thoughts and ideals more and more, I will say that the negativity we're seeing in the world is also going to rise to match this. So we're coming to a head soon where it's uh, the forces of good and evil do battle. Once again, Ryan, and I'm here for it. Where are those guys you hate? <laughs> Be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle. Red circle, Tyler. Red circle. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. I'm going to find out right now. That's what I said. Here we go. Uh, and you, it is. You're going to find out what right now? The original name was Willy Nilly. That's what it was. Oh, yes. That's that, what that it was. Ryan's original rap name, Willy Nilly. Right, I, because I, 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 I have been, heard that before. Of course, of mm. course, because uh, of, <laughs> I would never spare you the, the torture that is being my brother. That, that's fair. And uh, what did I just say? Hoity-toity on the list. Tyler, how are you, buddy? Hoity-toity is on the list of approved rap names. Of course. Hoity-toity? That is terrible. Do you ever, you wouldn't go watch a three-day festival headline by Hoity-toity, I would go to laugh. I would definitely go to laugh. Hoity-toity. This is the weirdest improv club I've ever (laughs) been to. I've been shitting in a porta potty for three weeks. Um, How are you, bud? I already told you. I know. I know we're, we're doing the thing. <laughs> no, Tyler. I know. I'm uh, we're not, doing a thing. Not doing so great. What's going on with you, buddy? Uh, now you're carrying your hard-boiled eggs around in the actual egg carton. In a protective case. You are such... Uh, this goes beyond carrying the gallon jug with you everywhere. Yeah, that's This right. is... Oh, Listen, dude. God, I don't, I'm not your brother in this moment. I keep a dozen <laughs> eggs on me just in case shit goes down. <laughs> World War Z, you know what I'm talking about? In case you get into an egg-throwing contest, <laughs> you got the basically uh, rocks of eggs right now. I would can... never throw my eggs. Yeah, I, I never It'd be a would. waste of resources. Absolutely, and this is all I got. Uh, and here's the thing. We're going to head one up today. It's going to be a serious one. It's going to be something that, that is going to need a little bit of uh, comic relief, as it were. That's what you're here for, buddy. Is it? I hope so. Oh, <laughs> because I, we, we can't both be the serious one I today. I have serious, uh, you know, mental issues tyler so i'm worried so does everybody all right cool everybody that can hear the sound of my voice right now has mental issues so did you just bite the egg from the side yeah because you know what the problem is is the yolk is usually in the middle 
And if you go from the oblong ends, you're getting too much white. And I, I hate the white. Everything you're saying makes total sense. Uh, it just looks unnatural what you're doing. Now you bite here, you bite here, and every bite has a little yolk in it. You know what I mean? Please stop talking into the... I, I honestly will please do don't, better. Please don't make this a, a, a reoccurring thing. I, I know this seems like a joke, like I'm trying to offend you, which I guess in what I am. You could just eat before we start recording, before I put these headphones I on. I gotta eat, man. I'm so eating. eat before. Have you noticed that I put on a lot of weight recently? Congra all, all naturally? Congratulations. You you wait, in, now. you wait until the microphone turns on before you start eating. Look, brother... The thing that makes this show interesting to no one is that you never know when the mic is on. You never know when the mic is off. Is this part of the show? Are, yes, we, doing, are we doing show right now? Who freaking knows? I thought we were, but this turned real. Oh, Stop yeah. Stop eating into the microphone. <laughs> You're not checking me. So I need you to do some heavy lifting here today, Tyler. Oh, thank God. I feel like I'm brightening you up. Do, do I have this wrong or what's going on? You're giving me a, a place to center my energy. I'll tell you that much to focus my energy. You on. mean anger. Tyler. It's anger with you and yep. your and your mouth noises. You're right about that. Now, here's my question. How about really quickly, since I don't have much to talk about here on the pregame, you want to do a little internet roulette? Sure. All right, let's click over. What internet roulette is, if you go to the front page of Firefox, they have, how would you describe this? They have tailored news stories based on your last clicks, how much time you spend reading something. It's how the internet works, man. Right. It's they, they reintroduce or resell you all the things you've been looking at. You could say you didn't invent the internet, but why is it called an algorithm? So they're trying to target you with stories that they think that you're interested in. And here's the idea that the internet knows you better than you know yourself. So Tyler, go ahead and hit me with the first story you see that, you know, either shines you in a good light or in a bad light or a dark light. Let's see. Uh, fighting against aging stereotypes, Ryan. Aging stereotypes or stereotypes about people who are aging? Uh, ageism is the last prejudice to bubble to the surface of our consciousness, says author-activist Ashton Applewhite. Wow. They threw the word consciousness in there, so they're really trying to get you. Yeah, yeah, they know what's up. All right, I got one. So what? what's your take on that? Uh, I agree. I think we should get rid of, you know, all isms. Old people. You know, ageism, uh, racism, altruism. Get rid of all isms. No isms anymore. There's not a good ism? Uh, I said altruism. That was the joke. Oh, I measured it. Yeah. I, meant, I, I was thinking. Yeah. All right. It's really unprofessional for me to be eating an egg on it. It's ass. really infuriating me, right like legitimately that. angering me. Okay. Inside Putin's circle, the real Russian elite. Now, mm. this show is where I get my news from. <laughs> so what's going on with the- As you're reading it on air. No, from you. <laughs> okay, so great. what's going on with the war? I, I haven't heard much about it recently, except for I've noticed that businesses are using it as marketing. Oh, I mean, as they are want to do. Once somebody pulled the trigger, everybody was like, oh, we got to get on board with this. There's so many brown people being killed that I don't see a lot of companies standing with. What's no, up with that? No, it's the same thing. It's kind of like the- the Ukraine war now is kind of like the how they embrace gay people, where it's like, hey, rainbow flag, but uh, fuck you all the same, mm -hmm. you know? Fuck you while we raise the rainbow flag. We will flag. support lobbyists that are go against you, but buy my chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. They're so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just the gen general random chicken nuggets? Now, you didn't even specify, just all, chicken nuggets? We all know who we're talking about. <laughs> the king is a bigot. Uh <laughs> What? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, it's Zelensky recently, the president of Ukraine, has called for a no-fly no zone as requested from um, the world. Sure. Uh, please make my country a no-fly zone. and they, So they can't drop bombs on them? 
no, it, that would start World War III because a no-fly zone isn't some magical force field that doesn't allow- yeah, it's a line in the proverbial it's, sand. It's a line that mm -hmm. says, if you cross this, you now Fight. go to war with us. But didn't we already do that with, hey, if you invade Ukraine, no. we're going to come and get you. Because, no, because- That would be Joe biting your hand. And this is it, ladies and gentlemen. He has sank into the puns already. I know. It's all downhill from he, here. He is- um, yeah, it would be saying, as you said, draw a line in the sand and says, if one of your planes crosses over here, you're getting the full brunt of our spear. And of course, Russia is going to immediately fly planes into it. And now we have World War III, and that's what NATO is trying to avoid. avoid sure. So now they're like, all right, we're going to send you a bunch of missiles here. We're going to send you some planes here. So it's like we're supporting them without actually saying we're supporting. Uh, well, that is very, very interesting. And uh <laughs> It's just such a strange occurrence to be alive at this time where it is, I don't know. It's, I'm sure they felt the same when they saw the two atomic bombs go off in 45, you know? Yeah. You're alive during that and you're like, oh my God, is the world coming to an end? I would say yes. It, I'd say that was kind of the beginning of it. Yep. Yeah, slowly been coming sure. to an end little by little. That's actually kind of true. Yeah. Why can't we just get along, Tyler? I know this is a stupid, there's like a, a question if a kindergartner had a podcast why can't we get along, Tyler? Because the rich people and the wealthy and the powerful don't want us to get along, Ryan. Okay, but- Because I'll, if we got along, it would be bad for them. I'll go even- f oh, Why? Because why? then we would realize we're all getting fucked, and instead of fighting amongst ourselves, we could say, hey, look, these people are taking advantage of the masses. It's time to put a stop to this. Uh, wow. That is super interesting. Yeah, so I guess the people at the top of the government don't want independent The thinking. government? The corporations, man. What, aren't the and the government are, is an arm of the corporations. Are, are, I think the corporations are the government. Yeah. I believe that with lobbying and all the things that we've talked about so many times on this show, the government, at a, a long time ago, stopped being better than companies at giving you what you want. It's not what you need, but what you want. And people gravitate to what they want. Well, and not only that. I want to play Candy Crush for seven hours a day. <laughs> well, if I got news for you, what? buddy. What? You can do that. Yes! <laughs> America, you're beautiful. Back in the day, we used to just throw fruit at walls. Sure, I am so tired of <laughs> hoeing a field. Just for a day of fun. I got hoes. Yeah, it's... Sorry. In one specific field. Yeah. I, I, I'm outstanding in my field. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a um, awkward transition. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a weird situation, and it's uh, all the surrendering Russian soldiers. I don't want to say all of them. A lot of surrendering Russian soldiers are being put on film, crying and apologizing because they realize why they're there, and they're like, "We shouldn't be here." Wow. Yeah, that's so crazy. And and I imagine that's true for damn near every soldier in every war. There has to be some element of this is way over my head, like literally and figuratively. I have no direct, I, I know you have this, you know, this pride and this loyalty to your country, but somebody's just sending me out here. But don't, don't forget propaganda because they were all being told they were going to liberate from Nazism, even though Zelensky is Jewish. Really? <laughs> a, democrat, a democratically elected Jew. Wow. <laughs> and they're going to go save the Nazism, save that, them from Nazism. That puts them in a real <laughs> uncomfortable position. It's weird. Yeah. It's like that Dave Chappelle skit where he's a black uh, KKK member, a blind. Yeah, Bixby. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So, But that is the power of propaganda, and that is what is being uh, told to the soldiers and the people again and again and again. Man.
We got to go over there and fix this thing, Tyler. We got to get to the bottom of this. There was actually a woman on Russian state TV that went during a live program and held up a banner that said the war is uh, shouldn't be happening. I don't read Russian, so how's I don't she, know. How's she doing? Arrested immediately. Uh, wasn't there, and I meant to follow up on this for the show, and we'll go ahead and get into the mini sesh. Uh, wasn't there a late night talk show host over there that is, I mean, again, I have such little information spoke out against the war, was gone the next day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I heard mention of him. We can review. That's an interesting That topic. is an interesting Yeah, topic. it's like it's like uh, uh, Peng, Sh- Peng Shui, you know, where it's like this really popular person in China, the number one female tennis player, speaks one thing against somebody in power, gone. Nobody's above being black bagged. Mm-mm. Okay, let's go ahead and black bag the audience. 